0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived, growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe. Great to be chatting with you again. How's things?
0: I am well, thank you, Richard. Very well. And what has been happening for you?
1: Well, last night I went to uh, my oldest son's uh, parent-teacher interviews. Which are really quite an experience. Thankfully, they're in person, nothing over Zoom. Nice. And um, I what I think people need to imagine is is the whole the gym, the basketball court with tables set up and a few flags and and banners for different departments. Um, and it's uh, all the parents are around there. The teachers are at their desks with a little 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 um name tags, and it's <laughs> kind of like a something like a speed dating system. <laughs> <laughs> where you get literally five minutes with the teacher and there's a big <laughs> clock up on the wall ticking down and a sort of computer-automated announcement saying one minute remaining or it is 4.55. Whoa. Whoa. And you've got to get there to your teacher and you've got five minutes to get what you want to get from the teacher. So <laughs> I've, I've done a few of these and I've got a few tricks. I know how it works now. So. Okay. What, do you, what are your tips for just a teacher so when you sit down the teacher will usually launch on a spiel on about you know what they've covered in the term or um, <laughs> what uh, um, what some of the um, things coming up are or principal the value of doing past papers or something like that you, that you know already yeah and uh, you've just got to lean forward and interrupt them and say fantastic now here's my question when so uh, Alex got this wrong on a test, what was going on, or um, is this, this is what he's told me, is this what you're telling, <laughs> telling him? <laughs> so you just direct it, take charge, and then um, five minutes probably probably is enough at the, at, at the end of that time, and then the bell rings and, and you're off either to a five-minute break or sometimes straight into your next, uh, next um, speed dating teacher interview.
0: So. That is so funny. So, do you book yourself in, or are you given like a list of first you're going to Mrs. Black, then you're going to Mr. Red, and then right.
1: you're going to. Okay. No, you book it in. So, it opens at a certain day, and oh. you've got to hop in quickly <laughs> and then select, select, select from what's available. And hopefully, okay. you can map out a 40 minute period where it's like five minutes on, five minutes break, because sometimes it's hard to find the teacher, or they haven't turned yeah. up, or something like that.
0: Yeah, five and the back to back just isn't going to work. You're not going to get bang for your buck in terms of your five minutes at that point.
1: No, and sometimes <laughs> you can jump in early if nobody's sitting with the teacher, or you can go a bit longer. Yeah. Okay, um, and it's all but also it's nice to sort of see some of the parents um, yeah. because in high school you don't do any kid drop off or kid pickup. That's yeah. all a primary school thing. So yeah, um, I got to see some parents I hadn't seen for a while and just sort of yeah reconnect a little bit and. Uh, and wow. then, yep, bang, back on to the next thing. So <laughs> uh, so
0: this is something you do a little bit of prep for. Like you got some thoughts on each subject or questions, do you?
1: Yeah, because I'd, I'd found some reports or exams or something like that. And and so, um, yeah, wanted to uh, just get on the front foot and find out things. Yeah, right. Um, not not that I'm a helicopter parent, but um, <laughs> yeah, the teachers are quite happy to talk about what's going on in class. And that's often a contrast to teenagers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who don't want to just chit chat about everything that's going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we had a short chat after it to Alex and me together but it was fine so.
0: so he's not there with you
1: no some of the kids were but um, okay. uh, it was easier without him yeah okay um, so yeah, there you go that was my little experience speed dating um, parent teacher interviews It's can be different for every school but um, no it's kind of fun the way they do things there um, oh, that sounds good. Well, you know. I
0: have well, I have to tell you, we are now going to have some weather chat. Are you ready for this? So, oh, as yeah. a yeah, as it. a farm kid, I was raised to appreciate a good weather chat, and so here here is what I need to tell you. Um, in the twenty four hours of yesterday, um, before I checked the rain at seven am this morning, okay. there were twenty four mils in the gauge, and oh, that's serious. that's a good miles. big rainfall. But yeah. interestingly enough, as I looked at my averages for the first four months of the year. We're actually quite a lot less rain this year than last year, which of course we all expected because the Mm. lightning had moved on. Mm. Um, But 219 mils less at the end of April this year than last year, which is like that's a substantial amount of rain.
1: Yeah. 219 mils.
0: Yeah. That is to be explained as well. I, my godson was visiting and he did check the rain one day. (laughs) Okay. and it was an overflowing gauge and i didn't tell him how to do it and so it, it could be 223 it could be 217 like it's not a hugely accurate yeah when i'm measuring it and he he had a tough go that day so anyway
1: interesting rain stats yeah so <laughs> i've been watching the rain because i'm keen to play soccer with with uh, my younger son oh, of but course. Uh, the ground will easily uh very so knocked out by some rainfall but,
0: which uh, leads uh, me to discussion yeah. about clouds because actually <laughs> I've moved into this new part of my house, which, of course, you know, but other people might know, not know, or did some conversion renovations. And so I have quite the view and I've been noticing quite heavy fog lately. And I've been like, oh, what's going on with the fog and the clouds? So that led me to the BOMS webpage, um, Bureau of Meteorology, cloud types and precipitation. And so I just wanted to let you know, Richard, that I believe there's been quite a lot of stratus clouds around, which is low level layer. Yep. Which yeah. is drizzly. drizzly. Uh, Quite uniform, grey clouds, um, which has led to, it's not like the ground is not drying out because the sun's not getting through.
1: Because of these stratus clouds.
0: Yeah. Well, that was yesterday. I haven't had a close look at the clouds today. It is windier. (laughs) So maybe we've got some stratocumulus or cumulus or cumulonimbus. I'm looking at the webpage right in front of me right now. (laughs) I have no idea. It's actually, if anyone knows clouds, I would enjoy a conversation with you because as I looked into it, I'm like. It's actually really quite hard to tell the difference between them.
1: <laughs> yeah, because oh, there's um this is great.
0: Yeah, well, interesting fact here it is: there's low level clouds, which is below two and a half kilometers. There's mid level clouds, two and a half to six kilometers, and then there's high level clouds above six kilometers. But who knows how far two and a half kilometers is off the ground? Not me.
1: Yeah, I'm not familiar <laughs> with this. You need to talk to um uh, pilots. Yeah, they know their clouds.
0: Yeah, I imagine so. My dad was a pilot, so he knew clouds. And he would talk about the double layers of cloud because I'd be like, oh, dad, it's cloudy. It's going to rain today. He'd be like, nah. And he'd be right every time. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, nah. And he would name the cloud. He'd say, it's not two layers of cloud cover right now. And it's coming from that direction. So it's just going to be, he would use this word, it's just going to be a scud. Do you know what that means? (laughs) It's just going to be a scud.
1: He he knew his stuff.
0: He would just say, it's just going to be a scud. And that meant that. The rain was going to, it was going to be a very short, sharp shower that just blow through really quickly.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. It's uh, to be hearing some weather talk and uh, yeah, you, you're uh, you're a farm girl through and through Joan. And, uh, <laughs> well,
0: as with all good weather talks, we should move on to more interesting things, but that was nice, it, listen- wasn't it?
1: <laughs> uh, for sure. Now, John, uh, what have you been reading in the Bible?
0: Well, I've had a genuinely enjoyable afternoon that I was like, right, this changes all my podcast plans. Mm -hmm. So a young girl called Emma came over to read the Bible and chat about Mm. life with Jesus and ministry and whatnot just this afternoon. And she raised a question about something or other. And we said, oh, let's go have a look in the Bible, what that says, uh, what it says about that that question. And so we ended up in John sort of 13 to 17, that part where Jesus is with his disciples and before he dies and he's talking to them and then he prays to God. And then she introduced me to this way that she and her friend read the Bible together, which was amazing. So basically, you read a section slowly. And she would say this is because she finds it hard to focus. So you you take turns where you both read a sentence at a time. You read the same sentence twice. And then at the end of reading that section, you've identified, you read the whole thing through one more time. So for instance, if I was reading a sentence, I'd read the sentence, then you read the same sentence again then I'd read the next sentence, then you'd read the same sentence again. So you're essentially going really slowly through a passage. Yeah. Um, It was amazing because my brain just wanted to move on to the next part of the passage because I know it quite well. But as we were reading it, I just thought I'd read a little section that that really um, stood out to me. So we're in John uh, chapter 16 and it talked about, um, let me just find it. I thought I had it there. There, verse 12. Um, This is Jesus speaking. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. And we really enjoyed just the slow reading through this section about the Holy Spirit because there's some mentioned just earlier as well about Jesus sending the Holy Spirit. Um, Sorry, the Father sending the Holy Spirit when Jesus returns to the Father. And um, just the reminder that the Spirit will be guiding us, he will be speaking Jesus' words, going so slowly through that passage, really drew my attention to it. So it was a very encouraging time.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's always great to hear about a new Bible reading method, yes, yeah. run, uh ministry, one-to-one relationships, that's so yeah. simple and doable.
0: Yeah. And it, it was interesting because within myself, I just wanted to to move on. It felt a little awkward to go so slowly and intentionally. Yeah. But I was thinking I needed to slow down because I was full flight, ready to chat with Emma. And this made me spend more time thinking about the Holy Spirit and about God's word than what I was thinking about God's word. And
1: what were your thoughts on the spirit?
0: Well, I was thinking about, well, we we got talking about how he's called both the spirit of truth and the advocate in the passage Mm -hmm. and why one point he's called the Advocate, and one point he's called the Spirit of Truth, um, but that um, the Spirit is with us once Jesus leaves uh, the disciples. He sends the Spirit, and so the disciples are never alone. But he's sent by the Father, and so it, I think in some ways it was just being reminded that the Spirit speaks Jesus' words, that he's sent by the Father when Jesus returns to the Father, and that he's yeah. he's going to be with us. In and we talked about how the 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 formally the translation was Counselor. So guiding, teaching, advising, that
1: kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good thing to meditate on because uh, we're always at risk of thinking, I've reached some true thoughts about God (laughs) on my own steam or my own wisdom. Absolutely. But even the most simple things that we learn and know about God um, or what we see from Christ are mediated by the Mm. Spirit. It's Mm. a miraculously spiritual thing that happens.
0: Mm. And then in verse fifteen, Jesus says, "This is why I've said the spirit, um, the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you, that the triune God is at work in what we receive from the Spirit." Yeah. Um. Which I just think is a pretty fascinating idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, when and when you yeah when you when you think Trinity in a trinitarian sort of way yeah, you're always bringing in in Christ you bring in the Spirit yeah. Uh, it sort of grace comes along for the journey, and you, yeah, that's and it's a good point. And you, yeah, you, um, the praise and glory go to God, so mm, mm. really fruitful stuff.
0: Uh-huh. Anyway, so very encouraging afternoon. Yeah, excellent. Uh-huh. What have you been reading?
1: Well, I bought a stack of books at the Reach Australia conference, thanks to Carl, the Wandering Bookseller. Um, uh, which will get me by for a while, and they're all—they're all books I'm committed to reading. I'm quite confident about that. But the—the uh, the one I picked up first um, was—is called "The The Whole Christ: Legalism, Antinomianism, and Gospel Assurance: Why the Marrow Controversy Still Matters" by Sinclair B. Ferguson.
0: That uh, is a long title. Yeah, a great title. Um, Can you read so, it again? Sorry.
1: Uh, it's called "The Whole Christ." Uh, Legalism, anti-nomianism, and gospel assurance, why the marrow controversy still matters. Okay. Now, at least got... two of the aspects of that title need explaining.
0: Um, <laughs> that's right.
1: Anti-nomianism, uh, if you haven't heard of that to our listeners, that means kind of against the law, anti-law, the, the law has no place in our lives, that kind of vibe. Um, and the marrow controversy, well, I'll need to explain that's a, that's a historical event. So, um, Sinclair Ferguson he's a pastor and a, and a theology lecturer um, very smart kind of guy Scottish I think maybe um, and uh, th- what he's written about is something called the marrow controversy now that is an event that happened in a small town in Scotland in about 1717 when uh, someone um, uh, when there was a disagreement, among members of a Presbyterian kind of church assembly. And it's called The Marrow Controversy because part of the disagreement was about a book called The Marrow of Christian Divinity, I think, as in, as in the substance, the good stuff, the essence, the marrow of Christian divinity, and um, the influence that had um, in Presbyterian circles. So that's why it's called The Marrow Controversy. And he's, what he's done is reflect on this historical event, um, church history, you know, he's pulled out the records of the Presbyterian Assembly and so on, mm. um, and he has um, reflected on what this means for us today, theologically, with things like legalism or antinomianism and gospel assurance. Um, and so, to get what the marrow contra- like the one of the most sort of pointed aspects of the marrow controversy, um, was when um, uh, the a candidate for the ministry um, in the Presbyterian Church had to answer this question, yes or no? And the question is, so that they put to him, um, do you agree with this statement, yes or no? I believe that it is not sound and orthodox to teach that we forsake sin in order to our coming to Christ and instating us in covenant with God. Now that's a bit hard to, for us to understand, but if I was to rephrase that, I think faithful you're saying, I believe that it's not sound or correct to say or teach that we need to repent of sin before we can come to Christ and be one of his people. Mm-hmm. And so there was a split as to how they answer that question. Right. Um, and uh, the people who loved this book about the marrow of Christian divinity would say, no, that's not right. Um there's not this step of repentance before receiving Christ. Christ comes 100% into our lives uh, with all his blessings, one of which is repentance or repentance and faith. Other mm-hmm. uh, Where the, well, the presbytery, I think the officials and others in the Church of Scotland were saying, uh, yes, it's necessary that you repent first and then receive Christ. And it's Really interesting because both these guys held to the Westminster Confession and Reformed theology and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. but there was still this difference about how you know how how does repentance fit mm-hmm. with our salvation, and then oh man he's he's like he's just gone on launching into like what does this say about legalism or um the law or um mm-hmm. the gospel, what God is like? And not just like what you believe technically on a, an exam or a officially, but what what describes the tone of your teaching? What's your vibe? What do people? What impression do people get of God as you preach and teach about repentance, faith, Jesus, the gospel? So. It's been very stimulating, Joe. You might yes. have picked up from the tone of my voice.
0: <laughs> yes, I, as you're talking, I'm like there are a whole lot of cans open and worms going everywhere in my mind. That sounds interesting. Oh, uh, like... Is there something particular you've grabbed hold of that's just really like that's really got your
1: yeah me Yeah, I, there's um, um, the one thing is that uh, one one point that Sinclair Ferguson is making is that it's really essential that we don't separate the blessings of Christ from Christ Himself. Mm. Um, So uh, a quote I'll read He says, while we can distinguish Christ's person and his work In analytical theological categories They are inseparable from each other Since there is no work of Christ that takes place abstracted from And in that sense outside of his person The blessings of his work cannot be appropriated Apart from receiving Christ himself with all his benefits What God has joined together we must not put asunder and so I'm thinking, you know, don't separate Christ from his benefits. And I'm, I'm doing some teaching on systematic theology with some, some of our students uh, tonight, um, things like justification, righteousness, sanctification, adoption. And this book right, has been right now quite helpful for me thinking, okay, as I teach those blessings, I've got to make sure that they are coming across as deeply connected to receiving Christ himself mm. in the gospel. Don't separate Christ from his blessings. Mm. So, yeah, I I don't know if I've grasped it yet, but I, I'm feeling challenged and and, mm. and spurred on. Mm. So that's that's one. Yeah,
0: that sounds meaty, Richard. <laughs>
1: sounds great. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's a. They're not a long book. There are some words I had to look up. I had to look up the word "recondite." Uh, I don't even know how, say, how you pronounce it. Um, but it it's not too bad. It's it's fine. So yeah. happily, would recommend this to anyone who enjoys reading or Scottish history. <laughs>
0: Or Presbyterianism in general.
1: Presbyterianism, totally. <laughs> but um I've, I've 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 talked too long. We should finish up Joe. Um Yes.
0: Well that was great. Yeah. Um I'm encouraged and I want to hear more about that book. That sounds good.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's been uh, good about talking about um our uh, different things we've been up to. Uh teacher interviews and uh the, the weather. weather. <laughs> we should start. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. Um
1: Yes, as uh, we'd love to encourage our readers as we head into the colder months to, um, yes, continue to um, yeah take care of yourselves spiritually, and I think mm-hmm. particularly come to church. We we really yeah. do believe in coming to church as a fantastic thing for yourself and the body of Christ. So, yeah. yes, let me encourage you in that this week.
0: Yeah, alrighty. Well, good to talk to you. I'll talk to you next week.
1: Next week. Look forward to it. Bye. Bye. Bye.